0: Hello and welcome to the Creative Champs podcast. I'm your host, Yimei, and I'm here to help you on your creative journeys through the Creative Champs platform. Now, this episode, we're speaking all about how your spending style may be affecting how you go about setting your rates. Now, this isn't to say that there's definitely a connection, but there is the possibility that maybe the way you spend money is directly impacting or subconsciously, Impacting how you go about setting your rates. And it can also contribute to feelings of confidence or lack of confidence um, in the process as well. So, spending styles, they vary. In this episode, we're only going to be covering a few of them, like a handful of them. Uh, But there are a bunch of spending styles that do exist, and they can often be called different things as well. So, in this episode, we're going to be speaking about budget spenders, value-based spenders or abundant spenders and also emotional spenders. We're also going to be looking at how or what those different spending styles can mean in a service-based business such as design or freelance design and also looking at how these can affect how you view money and therefore how you go about charging. Okay, so the first one we're going to look at emotional spenders now there may be times where we will fall into this category because it's not a, a case of or it's not always a case of us just fitting into one particular set it could be depending on how we feel it could be depending on different factors so emotional spenders these are the more impulsive spenders these are the spenders who if they're feeling I don't know they could be feeling really crappy so they'll say do you know what I'm gonna buy myself I don't know a freaking takeaway because I'm really just irritated right now I'm just gonna buy this right now or it could be those who get really like <laughs> really excited about some sort of like hairbrain scheme right and then they go all in they're like yeah I'm gonna buy this I'm gonna buy that this is my new hobby yeah and then the next day um I'm not really interested in this I had a, a, an instance of emotional spending where I spent I don't know how much hundreds on a keyboard a music keyboard tell me if I've used it like I've, u- <laughs> I've used it about twice and I bought it in 2019 and it's just sitting there taunting me I can't even sell it because people mess me around online because it's 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 um, what's it called is collection only And um, I don't know if you've ever tried to sell a collection-only item, but it's a freaking nightmare. So it's just sitting there gathering dust. So that's an example of an emotional spend or an impulsive spend, rather. Um, And the emotional side of it for me was because I was feeling a little bit like um, a little bit, I don't know. When I was younger, when I used to play keyboard, it was kind of an escape for me. And so I was in need of an escape at that time. But then when it arrived, I was like, eh. I'm okay now, (laughs) so uh, I'm not interested anymore. Um, And then you've got um, value and abundance spenders. Now, value and abundance spenders, these are the spenders who are more likely to recognise the end value or the the result of purchasing something. They're more likely to think about the fact that if they do buy this thing or buy this service, that they're going to receive something qualitative at the end of it, and that's their main goal. That's their first priority. And then they ask questions about price after the fact. Yeah. So first of all, they'll look at what it can be, what it, how beneficial it can be for them. And then they think about how much it costs. And they're also more likely to organize things in order of highest reviewed to lowest reviewed. Yeah. Um, and then with the budget spenders, uh, you know, you can you can guess what I'm what I'm where I'm going with this one these are the spenders who are more concerned about finding cheap prices they don't really care about anything else they just care is it cheap is it cheap I don't care if that one is gonna last me longer I just care about spending as little money as possible in this moment in time and these are the people who are more likely to organize something in order from lowest price to highest price so what does this mean in terms of offering a value-based service okay so with emotional and impulse spending these are the clients that you might find are more likely to just lose interest halfway through a project yeah and this has happened these clients you know they'll ghost because a lot of the time they'll approach you at the start, they'll be like, yeah, we've got this thing going on, we're doing this, we're doing that, really impulsive, right, really, like, on it, like, yeah, this is what we're doing, really amped up for it, yeah, all right, cool, get everything done, and then halfway through, uh, we're, we're kind of parking the project now, we're not working on it anymore, or we've decided to go a different direction. Um, it's not really what we want to do anymore. You know, you, you see where I'm going with this. It's like they just lose interest and the impulsion is gone. You know, the drive is gone because they've run out of steam. Full blast ahead, right? They're like, yeah, we're on it, yeah. Yeah. And then it just wanes like after a few days, sometimes a couple of weeks. And then you're just left there like, but I've already started working on this project. So where do we go from here? So uh, this is why I always urge you to think about um, different terms in your contract that will cover you in instances like this, where the client wants to terminate the contract before the project is finished. So that way you can make sure that you are always covered for the work you've done and that you don't end up with the short straw where you've completed a bunch of work and you haven't been paid for it because they've decided that, meh, I won't do it anymore. So emotional impulse spenders. Mm, and if you yourself are an emotional impulse spender, this might affect how you go about setting rates for your services. But I would say, um, oh, <laughs> I'm no psychologist. Um, but, um, I would say that in terms of having your, um, ability to set rates directly affected I find more uh, of a connection between value-based spending and budget-based spending and how they can directly affect how you set your rates so I'm going to go into a little bit more detail about those two Um, but in terms of emotional spending I'm not really sure directly how this how this might there there probably is a connection I, I just haven't sussed it out yet I haven't really sussed that one out but um In terms of being a budget spender, there's nothing wrong with being a budget spender, by the way. Um, I, I personally know quite a few, (laughs) very few, uh, close, uh, close relatives. And sometimes you'll find that like, there might be a certain generation in your family who are just, that's just how they go about spending things, right? If you go shopping with, you know, like in my case, um, my parents or my mum in particular, (laughs) If I go shopping with my mom, I know for a fact all I'm going to hear is, "Ah, oh, that's expensive. Which one's the cheaper one? Get the cheaper one." No, oh, man. No, I'm paying that much. Ah, do you get where I'm going? So, <laughs> but in a service-based um business, this isn't what you want. You do not want to attract clients who are budget spenders because you are providing something of value. If you're providing something of value then you need to attract people who are spending their money based on the value that they know something can bring. All right. Now, if you yourself are a budget spender and you look at the price first and then worry about quality or whatever second, then this can directly impact. This can directly impact how you go about charging because sometimes subconsciously you might be thinking well if I wouldn't pay this much for something why what business do I have charging this much do you see because it's like well I know that if I go shopping I'm looking for a cheaper price so I'm gonna end I'm gonna um set my rates to appeal to those kind of spenders as well and this will end up obviously in a service-based business this isn't what you want because you're you're being paid for really and truly as a designer you should be paid for the fact that you're able to solve problems and provide value but if you're just charging people based on you know I can do this for cheap I can do this a lot cheaper than the next person can you're both going to end up with a short straw because you're not going to be able to really um, provide them with a qualitative service that you were well, as qualitative of a service as you could have done if you charge them based on value, because how are you going to be able to access quality resources in order for you to provide in order for you to provide a quality service? How are you going to do that when you're charging, what, 10 quid? Because you're afraid as well. And then that that lends itself to feeling a little bit like, well, if I don't if I don't make myself cheap, then I'm not going to attract clients. But in actual fact, sometimes this can work against you because if you're too cheap, then people start wondering, why on earth are you so cheap? You must be crap. So then it's like, you know, you're doing battle with that. And um, then on the other hand, if you are a value or abundance spender, you're thinking, well, you know, you're going to organize things in order from the highest spec to the lowest spec or the highest rated to the lowest rated. And you're going to make your decisions based on what you know or what you trust can provide you with the best end result and help you in the long run. Or you might be thinking, if I spend money on this now, then I know that this thing will last me for a long time. Yeah? Um, for example, like it could be a mattress, an orthopedic mattress. You might invest in a, a, a more expensive model because you know that it's going to be the best option for your your posture or your back pains, Right? And you know that it's likely to last you for a little while longer than a a cheaper spring mattress. You know, it's going to give you tons of uncomfortable nights of sleep. Tons of uncomfortable nights of sleep, back pain and all this sort of stuff. And you you sort of, you start to ask yourself, is it really worth it? Isn't it better for me to spend a little bit more to make sure that I get something that's qualitative, that's going to last me, Right? especially as it pertains to my health and my well-being, yeah? So it's one of those instances. And value-based spenders, these are the, subconsciously, this might lend itself more to, you know what, I'm going to set my rates based on the value that I know I can provide because I want to attract people who will spend their money based on what this can do for them. So they're going to look at the bigger picture. They're bigger picture spenders. So they're thinking ahead. They're not thinking about the now where they're thinking, well, I just want to spend as little as possible. I want to spend my money on something that I know is going to provide me with what I want and what I need. Right. Or, or what's going to help me in the future. I'm going to make that investment. I'm going to spend that big stonking amount of cash now because I know this will benefit me later. Yeah. And these are the kind of spenders that you want to attract as a value based or service based business, because these are the clients who are more likely to pay your higher rates. Yeah. Because of the fact that they recognise what they're paying for. They recognise they're not paying you just for your time or just for your ability to be able to click things or click on things or pixel push as I said in the last episode. They're paying you for your ability to solve their problems, provide them with something qualitative or provide them with something unique, one of a kind. They're looking at the bigger picture. And so, yeah, I mean, there are different, there are a ton more spending styles, Um, but I I personally don't really, I'm not really up to speed with all of them. Um, (laughs) These are the three main ones that I am aware of, Um, but I hope it sort of, provided a little bit of food for thought in terms of how you might go about uh, charging or who maybe is best to target. I do actually have some content on my Instagram page about how you can attract value based clients slash value spenders on my key may page and i'll put the link in the uh, description so it's at key underscore may and yeah that can help you out in terms of how you can go about attracting those sorts of clients because again they are looking for value and so you have to be able to demonstrate value and you have to be able to sort of earn their trust so to speak um in order for them to spend you know part ways with with big w- wads of cash right um so these are the more lucrative projects the value-based projects if you're looking to make a living freelancing you're going to need to really think about providing a service that demands higher rates so that you don't end up having to work yourself into the ground just to make ends meet unless you enjoy working on you know tons of projects at once uh you know that's to each their own but if you want to be able to provide you know more of a one to one intensive premium qualitative service then you're going to need to not spread yourself so thin right okay and you're going to need to think about the fact that well you know would you rather have four clients at um in fact let me let me let me change that would you rather have one client a month who's paying you 4 grand or would you rather have 10 clients a month paying you 400 each which would you rather Mm. yeah uh, same <laughs> but yeah I really hope this episode helped you out thank you so much for tuning in as always and I will speak to you same time next week all right take care bye